0: LifeWay Leadership Leadership Podcast Network.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Ask Me Anything. I'm Matt Love. I'm here with Pastor J.D. Greer. J.D., do I have to be a leader? That's the question. Uh, the question today is is about uh, kind of what it means to be a man. You know, I don't know how we've taken this long. You're a very manly man. I don't know how it took us this long to do this. Our 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 intro music is like the most manly F-150 commercial music of all time. You feel like so. you're being assaulted. Like. Yeah, this it took us 92 episodes to get to a, a topic that really fits our intro music. But JD, seriously, the question today is: Is every man? called to be a leader?
0: You know, let me start this answer in sort of a strange place. And that's a a book that I read by James Dobson years ago on bringing up boys. And he talked about learning to recognize that there is an ideal of manhood or a caricature of manhood that we sometimes wrongly project on our sons to great damage. Um, God made some men to be very soft-spoken. He made them to be very artistic. And if the image of a man is a guy who hunts and grunts and you know um, killing and grilling and that's what he does and he loves sports and uh, you know these um, these are not things that are are essential manhood. Um, and we got to learn to respect the various ways that God has made. And so if the answer if the question is did God make every man to play this role of alpha male? Did he make them all to be boisterous in personality and like to take charge or even like to, you know, administer, you know, get down into the the details of pushing things through, then the answer is absolutely not. But there's another level on which you can answer the question of: Is every man created in the image of God in a way that he has a leadership component? And the answer to that is absolutely. Uh, we see that when God put man in the garden, He made him in His image, and He put him there as a as a protector and a keeper of that, and that implies a certain kind of leadership. In fact, Matt, when I teach um, our men, which I did just a few weeks ago, um, I always point out that in Genesis two, before the fall you see that man put into the garden first alone is put with several leadership responsibilities before the woman is brought into the, onto the scene. And when she is brought onto the scene, it's as if she is being brought into some things that he is already doing and leading in. Uh, the first of those is spiritual leadership. Uh, we see that because God gave the commands about the garden to the man and, um, the man is inspected, expected to instruct, um, uh, and share those with the woman. Paul's going to take that in, in, in the book of first Timothy and say, then therefore there are two, two relationships in which the man should always play the spiritual leader. Um, which is one's going to be the church, and that means in the role of pastor and elder, that is something reserved for men, and um, also in the in the, the home where he is to be the spiritual leader. Doesn't mean he's the most spiritual in either of those venues, by the way, and it doesn't mean that women aren't supposed to lead in other places, just that in those two institutions, God has has said, this is a, a place, going back to the Garden of Eden, Paul said, yeah. uh, 1 Timothy 2, where the man is supposed to lead. Um, he's supposed to lead in, um, in provision. Uh, we see that man is put in the garden to tend it and to keep it, and when she's brought in, um, it's a garden that he's already been working in. And the implication is that he is the, um, uh, he takes on responsibility to provide for the family. That doesn't mean she doesn't work. Doesn't mean that she doesn't make more money than him. It just means that he, he assumes that responsibility of providing for his family. Um, you see that uh, protection. I mean, one of the things he says is this is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. And he's taking responsibility to, um, to protect. Um, I would say he is the leader in romance because uh the first thing that is uh that the first word spoken by men in the bible was a love poem he composed about his wife and i think all throughout the um the bible you see that there is um that part of being a leader is is taking that initiative in romance just like we see man do in the garden i would add to that by the way in in the family um that he is to take the role in leading in discipline um you know, there's uh, there's people say sometimes there's not a lot of, of passages in the Bible on parenting. Um, well, there's a whole book, Proverbs, um, and it's on parenting. And that book is written from a father to a son. Yeah. So the only book we have in the Bible about parenting is written th- by a man to another man. Yeah. The only passage in the New Testament that talks explicitly about parenting is Paul in Ephesians 6 when he talks about you know parenting he says children o- obey your parents and the lord but then the only instruction he gives to the parents is to the dad and he says you know bring up your children and the fear and or the the knowledge instruction and admonition of the lord and and it's not that that the wives and moms aren't important it's that the man is supposed to be leading in the, the discipline of his children uh, i don't want to get too far ahead of myself but when you look at right now what goes on even in christian households yeah. The men are kind of unengaged. They let, they let the mom do that, and that's not what it's supposed to be. Um, the last one is um, sacrifice. He's to be a leader in sacrifice. When, um, when Paul talks about how the man is to love the woman like Christ loved the church. Um, he, the, the, the verse he quotes is from Genesis two out of that original love poem. And it's saying that, that from the very beginning, man was supposed to be the leader in laying down his life and his preferences. Um, you know, the way Tony Evans describes that is he says, spiritual, uh, leadership, spiritual authority, is not licensed to do what you want to do. It's empowerment to do what you ought to do. Um, C.S. Lewis says, "Yes, man wears a crown in in the marriage and in the home, but the crown is made first of thorns before yeah. it's made of, or it's never made of gold." It's uh, I always say tongue in cheek. That means if I'm the spiritual leader, that my wife needs me to be, um, and that means that of ninety five percent of the arguments that we have, I will voluntarily lose because most of them are not about true spiritual leadership things. They're about where we're going to eat, you know, that (laughs) night and I had to lay down my preferences for hers. So yes, I think every man is supposed to lead in that capacity. And and in case you hadn't picked this up, I keep saying before the sin, these are not a result of the curse. That's just part of the created order. Um, Matt, I would say that you could even argue that, that the original fall of man was in part because of a failure of the man to lead. Uh, you know, if you, when, when Genesis three opens up, what you got is Adam, and Eve, and Eve and the serpent are having a conversation. And the way it's written in Hebrew, scholars point out, it shows you that the man was actually with the woman. And the word it uses for with means standing right beside. So Adam's not you know, somewhere else in the garden doing his thing. He's right there with the woman watching the serpent talk to her, deceive her, and convince her to to eat of this forbidden fruit. I I don't know his motives, but we do know Genesis 2.17 that God had said, the day that you eat it, you will surely die. And maybe he was like, well, you know, let's see if she drops dead. And so that's a failure, not only of spiritual leadership, it's a a failure to protect and and the whole human race unravels there. That means the first sin was not one of commission. The first sin was one of omission, just sitting back. um, Hey, listen, it's no secret. I'll tell you, even now, women are more faithful to volunteer in the church than men, more faithful to attend they show more initiative with the kids, more initiative in the marriage relationship. Mm-hmm. Usually, when somebody shows up for marriage counseling, it's not because the man is concerned; it's because the woman is. Um, they show more initiative in the mission.
1: Yeah, I mean the, the statistics on women versus men serving overseas—it's it's crazy,
0: right? It's uh, the last I heard, the International Mission Board for the hard countries, like the really, yeah, like the the the, the really locked down countries, female applicants outnumber male applicants four to one. Mm-hmm. Um, they show more initiative to grow spiritually. Uh, you know, my publisher told me, they said, um, we were, we were doing some consultation about the next book and they said, it's obvious that you are very, um, skilled at talking to men. And they said, the problem is men don't buy books. <laughs> Over 80% of the Christian publishing market is to women. That's, and he said, that's if you're crazy. going to, if you're going to sell books, it's, you're going to have to write in a way that is accessible to women and not just for, for men, because they're not going to buy them. And that's, that makes me sad. Yeah. Right? Because it shows you that they're not taking the leadership in all these things. Genesis 3 9, when God comes into the garden after the first sin, it's haunting to me what he says. He says, Where are you? Hmm. And I think that there's some symbolism in that question that God would say even today is like to the man, Where are you? Hmm. We got a generation of males who who never grow up to be men and take these 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 areas of responsibility that God intends. Dr. Anthony Bradley, who is an, an African-American sociologist, uh, lives up in New York City. He pointed this out recently. 85% of youths in prison come from fatherless homes. 71% of high school dropouts come from fatherless homes. 90% of all homeless and runaway children are from fatherless homes. 60% of youth suicides are from fatherless homes. That means because men are failing to lead and Men are not stepping into those places. The society we live in is is much more broken.
1: Okay, so yeah, I, those statistics are. I mean, it's hard to hear some of that stuff. Mm. But is there any? I mean, is there any good news? Is there any <laughs> is there any kind of a positive? You know, we could kind of throw in there. Of as well? course, there's good news, Matt.
0: <laughs> well, uh, again, you gotta be careful because you could take what I'm about to say what I'm about to say too far. But just as the fall of humanity came from the failure of a man to lead, in the Bible, salvation comes as a man takes up his leadership role. Now, hear me out here. Um, that's, salvation comes from Jesus. Yeah. But who is Jesus? He's the second Adam. And what did he, the second Adam do? But everything that the first Adam failed in, Jesus did right. You know, the first Adam waited for his wife to die um, while she took the forbidden fruit. The second Adam, Jesus, well, after we had brought the sentence of death on ourselves, he stepped into the way and died himself. Um, the first Adam ate fruit from a forbidden tree and brought a curse of death the second adam climbed up into a cursed tree mm-hmm. uh you know the, the cross and then he provided life for everyone um and so he reversed what the first adam had done wrong well in the same way those of us men who have been redeemed by jesus it's as we reclaim these leadership roles and as we begin to take the responsibility we'll find that that salvation and blessing multiplies this is not at all to imply that women don't have an important and essential role in this process. Of course they do. I'm just talking to men saying, yeah. as we play our role, we'll see that God begins to bring that, that kind of healing. Tony Evans, years ago, he made a statement, and I, I love it. He says, as goes the man, so goes the family. As goes the family, so goes the church. As goes the church, so goes the community. As goes the community, so goes the nation. And that means if you want to change the nation, you got to change the community. If you want to change the community, you got to change the church. And if you want to change the church, you got to change the family. And if you want to change the family, change the man. Yeah. He, he 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 points out this study that shows that if a child if a child is the first one to come to yeah. faith in Christ yeah, in a family, Jesus. there's only a three and a half percent chance everybody else in the household will follow. All right. If it's the mom, what do you think that is? Right. 17
1: a little bit higher a little bit higher
0: 17 if the mom is the first one to come to faith in christ there's a 17 percent chance 17 that everyone else in the family will come to faith in christ if the father is the first one to come to faith in christ there's a 93 percent chance that everyone else in the in the family will follow
1: that's really good i i love the the distinction of what leadership is because i think this is where you know i think we in our sinful nature, men tend to make leadership either about dominating and controlling Mm -hmm. or about orienting everybody to serving them. But what you're saying is really the biblical call of leadership for men is, is sacrifice. It's service. It's living the way it's, it's following in Jesus footsteps and those things. So, but, but JD, just to make this really practical, there's hopefully a lot of men listening to this that, that are encouraged to go and try to say, I want to operate that way. What would be just some practical things you would tell them to do to
0: so be we hope that, that the God's called them to be. We hope that the uh, the demographics of our listeners is yeah. not. I mean, yeah. first of all, ladies, we we love you guys, and we're
1: going right. to ask JD what it takes to be a to biblical womanhood next week.
0: <laughs> we love you gals, but um, uh, yes, for those of you men that are listening, what do you do? Well, one is I hope that you'll really examine what I just said in light of the scriptures. Spend some time. Meditated on it. Study Genesis two and three. Um, give this another listen if it helps. Um, I would say the first thing you can do is is after that is you can make sure that you are are fully following Jesus. Our previous podcast, we talked about the five most essential yep. qualities of a disciple. Go back and review those and make sure you're living that those out as a leader in your church. A leader, not necessarily as the alpha male or somebody who's in charge of everything, mm-hmm. but but that you are leading yourself and those in your circle of influence and those things. Um, I would say that very practically, let me, let me draw from Dr. Bradley again, um, you should commit to go against the grain when it comes to how you order your relationships. Dr. Bradley points out um, that we ought to commit that we will put, if we're married with families, our wives before our children. Mm. Our culture says the opposite. But I I put developing and taking care of my wife and loving her even before my own kids. Secondly, put your children before your work. Again, that's the opposite um, of what our society says. But wife before children, children before work. Number three, put friendships before solitude most men as they get older in fact being 47 it's kind of sad watching this but I, I notice a lot of men my age get more and more isolated if they have any friends it's their one friend is their wife but you need to pursue friendships and, and that kind of community before solitude and then number before god before all of it yep. so wife before children children before work friends before solitude and god before all of it um that might give you at least some practical things to to get started on that's that's great well,
1: thanks so much for listening. And we would encourage you, if you like this podcast, to listen to the Ron Edmondson Leadership Podcast. You know, you're a good leader when you get to name the podcast after yourself, right? <laughs> so, um, just look up Ron Edmondson Leadership Podcast on your favorite podcasting app, subscribe today, and then if you enjoy this podcast, we would just encourage you to do two things: one, review it yes. on Apple Podcasts, that helps people see it, and then also subscribe, and then you don't have to smash worry about that download, subscribe button. Hey, we're it. talking,
0: yes, listen, we're talking to men. Hit, <laughs> devastate that subscribe button. <laughs> There you
1: go. That's, that's your last application for biblical manhood. Uh, and then we'd also love for you to check out JD's uh, newest book, What Are You Going to Do With Your Life? It's a great book uh, where Pastor JD just talks through how God has a plan to make your life count for eternity. And he talks about Jesus' radical call to give your life away um, to the greatest cause of all. You can check it out at whatareyougoingtodowithyourlife.com. And we'll see you next time on Ask Me Anything.